Welcome to the Daily Boogie. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you once again. Hope you had a lovely weekend. I certainly have. We've got much to get through. So grab yourself a drink, grab yourself a snack. Kick back. Ah, I love cancer. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us and welcome to another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. I am your host, Boogie Bumper, hopefully for the next hour or so. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope you had a lovely day. I certainly have. As I pointed out in the intro, we've got plenty to get through. So much to get through and so little time. Yes, thanks to the exceptionally long introduction. I'm so happy that we've had someone complain about the intro. (laughs) It's been so long. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the law of this show, um, the we I had a different intro last year, and it was a little bit shorter. And you know, mostly people liked it, but occasionally people would complain about the intro. And I had a few people say, "Look, I really like your show and stuff. I really like your podcast, but man, the intro is just way too long." I say, "Oh, no worries. Thanks for that feedback." So I made it longer. <laughs> I made the new one longer. It's a great way to weed people out, you see. Because <laughs> just like Trump, the intro just got 10 feet longer now. Congratulations. So it's a great way to weed people out because if you don't like, you know, the five minutes that it takes <laughs> to get the show started, then you're probably not going to like the rest of it. We move in an exceptionally slow pace here. So your your. Your need, your desire, your yearning for instantaneous gratification and entertainment at the click of a finger is more than likely not going to be satisfied here. So we can do each other a favor and just move in our separate directions. And not a single fuck shall be given. But thank you for joining us nonetheless, if you did stick around through that horrendously long intro. (laughs) And thank you for sharing the show out if you did. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to complain about the introduction, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogie bumper. Um, And we've had a couple of other guys, a couple of guys, a couple of gals who have become Patreon supporters in the last week. So thank you so much for lending your support to this fledgling little operation. Ernie says, I'm a fan of passive aggression. <laughs> You're going to fit in well here. Trust me. Um, I have thought about putting people's names up when they become Patreon supporters, but I don't know if people would like that or not. Now, everybody's different. See, if I donate to something, I don't really want to tell anybody about it. You know, I don't want it to be known. So I kind of just donate to things on the sly. Occasionally, I'll put my name to it. More often than not, it'll be like an anonymous thing. You know what I mean? 
but some other people like they prefer they want the the recognition so i send everybody who becomes a supporter of the show a personalized little thank you it's nothing nothing dramatic it's not like a love letter or anything it's just like hey thanks for becoming a supporter appreciate it thanks bro solid you know what i mean but i don't know maybe i should start putting people's names up on the screen but then again, maybe you've got some kind of secret account that you don't want to tell your significant other about. And maybe if you donate to this program, if you become a supporter of this podcast, then the secret account will become the not-so-secret account. And we might <laughs> we might create tensions in your private life. And I wouldn't want that to happen. So, yeah, I guess it's a risk we have to take. Uh, we are going to get into the vaping before we do, though, I very I just want to do a very quick little word on some serious stuff. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't worry, we'll get to the Trump you dig, kid, which is something I saw in the lead up to tonight's Donald Trump rally, which is in about three hours from now, if I'm not mistaken. I have to show you this kid. They were doing little uh, interviews with the people waiting in line to get into the rally, and this one came up. So I'm gonna <laughs> you're gonna absolutely love this kid. But before we get into any of that. Saudi Arabia. Mm. Evidence points to Iran invol involvement in attack, says Saudi Alliance as oil prices soar. The difficult thing here is um, if there was a government that was less trusted on the world stage than the United States government when it comes to intelligence and incursions into other countries, and I'm just talking about what other people around the world think of places like say the cia for example or the nsa <laughs> what the perception of the united states government in other places around the world when it comes to things like no we absolutely have found the weapons of mass destruction and we're just going to go in there and blow some shit up no we absolutely have cornered all of the terrorists in this particular cave we are going to send in the troops we are going to we're going to wipe it out trust me it's there the intelligence is good you can trust us we're the government we wouldn't lie to you if there was one country that has a reputation that is worse than the United States, it might be Saudi Arabia. <laughs> so when Saudi Arabia comes out and says, oh no, it's Iran. Oh, look over there, it's Iran. Iran did it. Iran is to blame for this. <laughs> Collectively, I think people around the world go, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Okay. But putting that to one side, an attack on Saudi Arabia that triggered the biggest jump in oil prices in almost 30 years was carried out with Iranian weapons, a Saudi-led coalition said on Monday, as President Donald Trump said the United States were locked and loaded to hit back. Kicking ass and taking names. The Iran-aligned Houthi group that controls Yemen's capital claimed a responsibility for the Saturday's attack, which knocked out more than half of Saudi Arabia's oil production and damaged the world's biggest crude processing plant. Iran denied US charges it was to blame and said it was ready for full-fledged war. Iranian President Hassan Rouhani said the strike was carried out by Yemeni people responding to years of attacks by a Saudi-led coalition in Yemen's four-year-old cold uh, four-year-old war, pardon me. Coalition spokes, uh, spokesman Colonel Turkey al maki said in an investigation on Saturday strikes, which shut down 5% of world crude output, was going on to determine the launch location. The preliminary results show the weapons are Iranian and we are currently working to determine the location. The terrorist attack did not originate from Yemen, as the Houthi militia claimed, Malki told a news conference in Riyadh. 
So there's that. So oil prices went up uh, about 20%, but then they leveled out before the end of trading to be about 9% inflated. This is from the Australian, which is uh, it's called kind of like an establishment centre-right, you know, globalist-aligned paper. Oil chaos looms after drone strike. Oil markets face a, pre- a period of heightened volatility after a devastating attack on Saudi Arabia facilities spurred record prices in crude oil price. A record rises in crude oil prices. Pardon me. Got those Monday jitters. Amid fears, major energy infrastructure may be vulnerable to further strikes as geopolitical tensions mount in the region. The raid on the world's largest oil plant was the largest ever disruption to international supplies. So this isn't just like one of those things. This isn't one of those off-the-cuff, you know, everyday events. The largest ever disruption to international oil supplies has taken place. It's not the kind of thing that you can just ride out and not feel a couple of bumps along the way. It's not the kind of thing where you just go, nah, well, it's not that big of a deal, right? It's not the kind of thing that you would put down to say like some kind of a distraction to get you off the vape topic or the red flag laws, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's a particularly significant event that's taken place for a whole number of reasons, and it's going to be felt the world over. With 7% cut to global output outstripping disruption caused by the invasion of Kuwait in 1990 and the subsequent war with Iraq and Iran's Islamic Revolution in 1979, uh, the benchmark Brent, Brent crude price soared on Monday, prompting a spike in energy stocks locally. Brent crept by 19.5%, the most on record, before pairing gains to trade 9% higher at US $65.70 a barrel at 6pm on Monday. Uh, oil search jumped 6.5%, Santos rose 4.9%, Woodside Petroleum lifted 4.3%, and Beach Energy added 6% to $2.66. So the oil companies, the oil trading companies are actually making a lot of money out of this. <laughs> Their stock prices are going up a lot. But what I found find interesting here is if... If you wanted to say, if you were concerned, if you had, um, if you had the idea that some people are going to come out and say, well, any military strike from this point on is all to do about oil, and that's wrong, you might be right. But if you were trying to win the perception game in the lead up to an, an election campaign, a very pivotal election campaign, then you would not want to disrupt uh, global oil prices. <laughs> You wouldn't want the conversation to be how much are oil prices going to go up. Good. Good. Thank you for joining the dark side. Because there are going to be accusations out there that people from people who say that uh, any action in this area is akin to a war for oil. And, you know, you might be right in being cynical about that. But, of course, if the entire world is feeling the effect of a surge in oil due to an attack on an oil field halfway around the world, then it's going to be very difficult to talk people down from that ledge, right? Obviously, uh, a military action has had an effect on world oil prices. The other thing to consider here is um, there's going to be a lot of politicians who start making pronouncements and will start attacking 
the government, a lot of oppositions are going to start attacking their governments in Western countries, whether it be Canada, the United States, the United Kingdom, other modern economies where the price of oil fluctuates and, you know, something like a 20% jump in one day can have dire consequences felt right throughout the economy. The cost of moving stuff from one place to another goes up. And when the cost of moving stuff from one place to another goes up, the cost of things goes up. The value of other things goes down because it costs more, right? So companies' value goes down because the cost of business goes up. So they're no longer as uh, financially viable as they were yesterday. You see what I mean? But all of these politicians are going to start coming out and blaming everybody else because they're going to see opportunities to score political points here, especially in the lead up to the 2020 election campaign in the United States. But what none of these politicians will ever mention is the fact that by and large, the biggest effect on world oil prices is not the 5% reduction in production as, an, as a consequence of a missile hitting an oil field in Saudi Arabia, but rather the taxes that each individual government places on oil at the Bowser before you put it in your car. <laughs> All of these politicians could absorb the, 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 the rise in price of the world oil market if they were prepared to take a little less tax off you, the consumer. And while a whole bunch of people are going to be protesting, saying, oh, no more war for oil, or yes, we need to go in there and kick their ass, I, I guarantee you very, very few people are going to be protesting, saying, hey, why don't you lower the tax on the oil? Why don't you lower the tax on the petrol? That way, if there is some kind of disruption in the, in the production line, then you'd, we don't have to pay for it, right? You can absorb that. And we can pay a little less tax at the Bowser. Sure, the government might get a little less money for, say, six months or so. But at the end of the day, you really care about your citizens, right? You care about your consumers. And you wouldn't want your citizens' lives being disrupted, their livelihoods being put in peril, uh, the cost of business rising, right? Their overheads rising, them having less money in their pocket. You wouldn't want any of that to take place, would you, Mr. Governor? Would you, Mr. Prime Minister? Would you, Mr. Treasurer? Would you, Mrs. Chancellor? Would you, Mr. President? You wouldn't want any of this going on. State legislatures? You wouldn't want this to happen. So you can absorb this price rise by taking a little less tax. <laughs> but we all know how difficult it is to get governments to... Uh, take less tax, don't we? <laughs> so I'm not holding my breath for that. But that is an option that is available to the Western governments around the world in light of this most recent disruption to the world oil production line. They could always take a little less tax and, and level out the price that way. But I think it'll be a, a cold day in hell before we see that happen, don't you? And people try to tell me that I'm too cynical. Right. Right. <laughs> Anyhow, let's move on, shall we? I, I promised you I'd, I'd show you this kid. I just had the um I just had the RSBN coverage on before on YouTube, and they were doing you know walking up and down the line while I was preparing the show. I wasn't even really watching it. I just had it on, and to truth be told. I do have a thing for this brunette girl, this host on RSBN. <laughs> and sorry, 
I I have to I have to explain at the beginning before we go too far into this. I will admit I do have a thing for this chick, but there's something that's always bugged me about the RSBN coverage, and I think it comes down to no matter how troglodytic the person they're speaking to, no matter how numbskullish the person they're speaking to, they have to act like it's really good because they're there for Trump. You know what I mean? And it must be incredibly frustrating for the hosts of, of this network to walk up and down the line and interview people and come across people and say, so, like, would you like to have an interview? Yeah, yes, I would. And, and why are you here? Well, I, I'm just here because, like, I'm supporting my president and, you know, there's nothing that he could ever do that was ever wrong and he's, like, the best man and, like, you know, like, I just love my country. And they must hear this over and over and over and over. And they just have to go, well, yeah, that's great. And he's done some great things, hasn't he? They have to walk them through the interview. So, so I always thought, well, you know, I do have a thing for her, but uh, she's lacking a little bit of sass. That was until I saw this interview with this young kid, a 17-year-old Trump supporter who's going to this rally. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll let her do the talking for me. But you're going to love this. Check this out. Like I said, this is a very diverse rally. There's, We've spoken with Nicole, who, of course, is um, she, her sign says, I'm gay, but I'm not stupid. We had um, the illegal the legal immigrant who um, came over from Chihuahua, Mexico. We've had those running for Senate. We've just had so many people out here today. It's really a quite a diverse group of people. So I really, I've been excited it's to diverse, see New Mexico very so far. And um, just to see all the people that are coming out to support President Trump. So would you be okay doing an interview? Okay, cool. Um, we're going to do this one right now. So my name's Liz. What's your name and where are you from? Um, Gary Winthorpe, and I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Very cool. So Gary Winthorpe is from Albuquerque, New Mexico. The footage does clear up <laughs> in a moment or two. You'll see he has very, very dark eyes, um, <laughs> and he's a very hip young man. <laughs> as, he, as, he, as he continues to speak... You'll see that he's a very hip young guy, and uh, the young lady, I wish I knew her name, I, I don't know her name, uh, she matches him when it comes to hipness in this interview. So not far from here at all. So I did overhear you mention that you watch Right Side Broadcasting. I do, I do, yeah. Do you mind me asking how old you are? Um, I'm 17. 17, so you can't even vote yet. We'll be but for you... Trump, though. We'll be for Trump. So you'll be voting in 2020. He's yes, ma'am. Sure it's going to yes, be for ma'am. Trump. What is it that's got you so involved in politics before you can even vote? Um, Honestly, I was on the news once before in a MAGA hat just because, like, uh, I don't know if you were uh, familiar with the, like, stand for the second walkouts that happened. <laughs> Well, I actually headed that up in my school, so I'm really big into, like, guns and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yo, like, uh, have you ever seen, like, a young guy on the on the television wearing, like, a MAGA hat? I don't know. Are you, I don't know if you're aware of me or not, but I've actually been. Is it Liz? Thank you. It's Liz. Everyone's telling me in the chat. Liz. Hi, Liz. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if you knew me or not, like, but I was on the television wearing a MAGA hat. And, like, there was a big walkout of the school. I don't know. You probably heard of me. You might have heard of me. You know, I was kind of a big thing there for a while down at my school. He's, he's like he's trying to put the moves on her. <laughs> it's like, you know, don't you know who I am? Yeah, I'm kind of a big deal around on the school. It's wearing a MAGA hat, baby. 
Um, Have so, you always been big in guns? I mean, New Mexico, I, it's, it's a big, pretty big hunting state. Um, I mean, I've honestly always just been a Republican. You dig? Like, I went to the first you Trump dig? rally with my dad. So, like, he kind of got me into that, you know, and, like, I'm just honestly, like, full-born Republican, you know? Like, <laughs> abortions are whack, you dig? Like, and then gun- <laughs> Look at her. <laughs> It's like I'm a full-born Republican, you know? It's like abortions are whack, you dig? <laughs> I think we've unearthed a young Lee Stranahan. <laughs> well, you see, because now the Republican Party has, you know, they were the country clubs, you dig? And when I grew up, I was watching Ayn Rand and listening to Ayn Rand. I actually went to Ayn Rand's funeral. But you see, the Democrats are controlled by globalist powers, the real power structure. And, you know, abortions are are whack, you dig? (laughs) He's a hip, like I said, he's a hip young guy. So, like, he kind of got me into that, you know, and, like, I'm just honestly, like, full-born Republican, you know, like, abortions are whack, you dig? Like, and then guns, I, I really, I heavily fuck with guns, you know what I'm saying? Okay, no cussing, <laughs> my but... Bad, my bad, my bad, it's just All right. kind of came Yeah, out. well, I dig, I dig, okay. <laughs> yes, well, I dig. <laughs> no cussing, son. Oh, sorry, my bad, my bad. Yes, well, I, I dig. Okay, young man, I dig. I dig what I'm picking up what you're putting down, okay? <laughs> and she keeps it with a straight face too. She does the whole rest of this with a whole, with a with a straight face the whole time. She's an absolute superstar. Okay, so besides the second amendment, abortions being whack and you just digging President Trump. <laughs> Okay, so young man, um, so you you believe uh, you you love the Second Amendment, you believe abortions are whack, and you dig President Trump. But besides all of that, uh, why else are you a Republican? <laughs> and just keeps it in the flow of the conversation. Yes, in- indeed, I agree. Abortions are indeed whack, and uh, yes, I dig. I definitely dig. What else has inspired you to come out here today? Um, honestly, just like all the boys and I, we, we, we really like kind of came up liking Trump because that's when we, you know, kind of really got involved with politics and understood what was going on in the world. Um, and President Trump, honestly, like he's just been the OG, like he's just been like, all, all, like with us all the time and all that. The OG. Yeah. President Trump's definitely the original gangster. Yeah. Would you say that being a Trump supporter has helped your swag overall? I mean, honestly, no. Like sometimes I get hated at school for it, but at, like at the end of the day, I'm just kind of like. Like I said, I've got to give ten out of ten marks to Liz. Would you? Yes, he's definitely the original gangster. Yes, I dig. And abortions are whack. Would you say uh, being a Trump supporter has helped your over- overall swag at all? <laughs> just just slipping in the, the references. <laughs> like it ain't no thing. Like, you know, he's the president. Like, who are you to me? Like, I'm just going to go chill with my boys. Like, It's for the boys. Yeah, like, obviously, like, but yeah, Trump, it's full you know, of boys. Like, that's, that's kind of who the friend group is, <laughs> She's you know? trolling him hard. So, Mondays are for the boys today? Yeah, I mean, it's usually Saturdays, but Trump came on a Monday. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Heavy drip. All right, thanks so much. <laughs> you had to be quick there. So she's like, so Monday's for the boys, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, word. Well, that's a heavy trip. 
Um, anyway, thanks. <laughs> Much. We actually want to give you this. Um, we think it'll help you increase your Heavy swag trip. just a little bit. Not that you that need it, awesome. but it's a hundred percent copper coin. It says Trump hints on it. So, dude, you literally, I've been liking Trump. See, this is a sixteen. This is a twenty sixteen. I've dude, I've been literally like liking Trump since like twenty sixteen. Yo, you dig? It's like he's he's like the OG man. It's like Monday for the boys, man. Heavy trip. So you're like the OG. Like, I really, like, my goal in life someday is to meet Donald Trump. Like, Trump, if you're watching this dog, like, meet dog. me. Monday's for the boys. You Monday's heard it here first. Boys. All right. Appreciate it, man. All right. Awesome meeting yeah. you. Yeah. Word. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As she walks away. You have to you put your headphones in. Turn your headphones up if you don't have any. As she walks away, she hands the microphone. She's unable to continue with her duties. She carried on. She kept a straight face. She was she was dropping the lines, man. You know, heavy trip, word, Mondays for the boys, OG, all of that shit. <laughs> she stayed in character. And as she walks away, she hands the microphone to somebody else. And you can just hear, if you listen very carefully... You can just hear her break into uproarious laughter. <laughs> as soon as she's off camera, she breaks she breaks character and I, I imagine ends up on like a crumpled as a crumpled mess on the floor, laughing herself silly. Just listen very carefully. All right. Um, we're just gonna keep <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so look at this line. It just keeps growing and growing. It is awesome. We're actually going to head over here. Um... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you dig? You dig it, baby? All right. New York, ladies and gentlemen. Fantastic stuff from both of them. He's a good kid and she's a good host. I, I just thought that was great. That was a very uplifting thing for me. <laughs> and he was def he was definitely putting the moves on her. He was definitely trying. He was cool. Man, you probably saw me on like TV and stuff. Like I was pretty big down at the school. I was wearing a red hat. Like I came out and, you know, let all everybody out. Like that was me, man. That was me. You probably saw me before on TV. So yeah, like I'm I'm big into guns and stuff and like abortions are whack, yo, you dig? <laughs> on him or balls so as uh the conversation around should vaping be banned and should certain flavors of vapes be banned and perhaps no they shouldn't be banned and maybe we should just ban everything and yeah you know i've reconsidered what we really need to do is just stop the kids having vapes and you know at least make sure that they're safe that's what i meant by ban guys okay so don't go crazy I didn't mean that we were going to ban all of the things. I just meant that we need to do it a little bit better than the way we've been doing it. So on the back of this, um, a couple of jurisdictions, Michigan uh, has announced a, a vape ban. And the most recent one, New York, ladies and gentlemen. The grand old city of New York. With their very popular presidential candidate, Mr. Cuomo, uh, otherwise known as Michael, brother of Fredo. Uh, he announced the ban <laughs> to the rapturous applause of his community and his constabulary and his constituency. Uh, the police force, who are already very well respected in New York, now looking forward to enforcing yet another law that has been passed down from City Hall. 
You know, the cops in New York, how when they walk down the street, people throw buckets of water on their head or abuse them on the train. Yeah, they're really, they're very much looking forward to going into some of the burrows and ripping vape pens out of people's hands and saying, you can't do that, stomping them on the ground. Because that's going to make the level of respect for the police just go to the next level, I think, anyway, personally. But I am an optimist. So let's check it out. What's happening over in New York City? It's been called the latest health crisis in New York State and around the country. Nationwide, hundreds of illnesses and at least hundreds. six deaths have now six. been linked to vaping. Now, Governor... Six, you say? Wow, it sound, sounds like a crisis to me. It sounds like an epidemic to me. In a country of over 320 million people, ladies and gentlemen, not three, not four, not five, but six people have died, apparently, allegedly, according to this thing, which we need to ban because we don't know enough about it yet. Which I found curious because we know everything about smoking that there is to know about smoking cigarettes, but we don't ban that. But the excuse to ban vaping is we don't know enough about it yet. So maybe we just ban it until we do all the research and maybe they'll find out that whenever you put a, you know, a jungle juice flavored vape pen up to your mouth, you'll instantaneously get cancer and drop dead right on the spot. And then they're going to say, okay, now we can use them again. <laughs> we had no idea. We had no idea how sick people can get using vapes. Now we know that you drop dead as soon as you suck on one. Now we can, now we can sell it to the kids again. Good news, everybody. Science wins. Andrew Cuomo is moving to ban those flavored e-cigarettes in New York. Those CBS in New York's Nick Calloway has more. Vaping is dangerous. Period. Governor Andrew Cuomo. Living in New York is dangerous from what I understand. <laughs> it's always the protection meme, isn't it? Governor Cuomo is going to protect you from dangerous things. Governor Cuomo doesn't want you engaging in any activity which may harm yourself or others. Governor Cuomo is going to wrap you up in a nice big safety blanket. He's going to do little press conferences and he's going to say the things that are dangerous and the things that are not dangerous. And you're going to live your life safe in the knowledge that the government has stepped in and taken something off you, taken something out of your hands, which may have been at some point, somewhere, sometime, somehow, to a factor of 0.0000000000001% present a 0.0000000001% chance of death. So thank you, Governor Cuomo, for looking out for the little guy. Made it clear Sunday he sees the surge of vaping-related illnesses and deaths as a public health crisis. It is addicting young people to nicotine at a very early age. And nicotine is highly addictive. Cuomo is proposed. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm not sure that nicotine is um, effectively dangerous, though. People will tell me the opposite. But for all of the talk of uh, cigarettes, nicotine is like one of the least dangerous things in a cigarette. It's all the other carcinogens and tar and, and toxic shit. That's the stuff that gives you cancer. The nicotine itself, from what I understand, is relatively harmless in so much as anything is relatively harmless, right? Posing a ban on the sale of e-cigarettes with fruity flavors popular with teenagers. Names like <laughs> bubblegum. Oh, bubblegum. Cotton candy. 
Captain Crunch. These are obviously targeted to young people. Yeah. <laughs> adults don't adults don't like bubblegum. Adults don't like Captain Crunch. Did you know that? Adults don't eat cereal. If they had a uh, an e-cig flavor of uh, whiskey, or perhaps bourbon and Coke, oh, wait, they do. <laughs> Maybe if they had an e-cigarette flavor of, like, I don't know, uh, all bran or oatmeal. Maybe that wouldn't be a problem. Kids don't like oatmeal. They don't like all bran. They don't like Special K. They like Captain Crunch. They like Cocoa Puffs. That's This is the problem. New York Health Commissioner Dr. Howard Zucker will appeal to the state's Public Health and Health Planning Corn Council pop, yes. to issue an emergency <laughs> regulation banning all flavors except tobacco and menthol, right. which could help people quit traditional cigarettes. Right. The exclusion of menthol drew sharp criticism from the American Lung Association. So, hang on. Let me see if I'm following this. So the problem is that young people are getting addicted to nicotine. And we don't want young people addicted to nicotine. And the reason that young people are getting addicted to nicotine is because there are specific flavors of vape which represent fruit and, you know, fruity drinks and breakfast cereals and whatnot. And so we really need to stop kids from smoking cigarettes. (laughs) So what we're going to do, we're only going to allow the vape flavors that taste like cigarettes. Because as we all know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a cigarette is a very acquired taste. So the best the best way to keep people from smoking cigarettes is to only supply vape flavors which mimic tobacco. Do you, are you following this? You see, if you don't particularly like the taste of tobacco, but you don't mind, you know, apple or pineapple or coconut or vanilla or something like that, then we need to take those fruity non-tobacco flavors from you and only provide tobacco flavored things. Only provide the tobacco flavored. And that's the best chance we have to stop people from using traditional analog cigarettes, apparently. The group saying in a statement, while today's announcement was well-intentioned, it will drive our youth to use menthol-flavored products in even greater numbers. <laughs> Meanwhile, critics say the ban will have a devastating impact on small businesses. Yeah, it will. There are more than 700 vape shops like this one in New York State, about 70 alone in New York City. Some say if this ban goes into effect, most, if not all, of these shops will go out of business. We think that closing down hundreds and hundreds of businesses that had nothing to do with the issue is absolutely insane. (laughs) I'm sorry, darling, you're just not thinking progressively enough. You see, obviously the best way to treat a very uh, small problem that results in less than 10 people dying from a particularly um, hard to get and um, poorly made uh, e-cig fluid, right? The way to get, I mean, the way to get rid of um, illegal e-cigarette fluids is to ban the legal stuff, isn't it? Doesn't that always work, right? It's like, it's it's the same thing with guns. The way you get rid of illegal firearms is to ban people from legally owning firearms, right? Doesn't that solve all the problems? Like, don't you know? Don't you know how this works? And of course, ladies and gentlemen, a, the great state of New York, it would never be against small business. <laughs> we love small business. We love small business here in New York, ladies and gentlemen. What? What is this? 
six people have died from taking a particularly poorly made product and ingesting it in in a country of 320 million people why we need to send hundreds and hundreds of business owners out of business that will solve the problem this is how we fix it this is the government fixing things this is the government protecting you ladies and gentlemen they're going to protect a whole bunch of children from fruity flavored uh, vapor by kicking people out onto the street, by making people homeless, by sending people broke, by closing businesses, 70 in New York City and hundreds throughout the state of New York. Shut it all down. This is how we're going to protect the people, six people that are already dead. Spike Babayan with the New York State Vapor Association says the vast majority of products sold in vape shops are flavored. It's impossible for any vape shop to stay open when you eliminate 90% of their sales. Meanwhile, the number of vaping-related lung illnesses in New York has climbed to 64, and vaping mm. among high school students has gone up 160% wow. in the last four years. <laughs> Outside the New York City Department of Education today, dozens of students and parents gathered to rally against the sale of flavored e-cigarettes. What? Oh my God, what the fuck is wrong with kids now? Seriously? Seriously. Hello? Children of New York City, what the hell is going on? Do you realize you are now less cool than your parents? You are the first generation in human history where your parents have turned around to you and said, wow, my kid is such a nerd. Nerd! <laughs> the, kids are pro the kids are out there. Please ban me from doing things. Please, government, don't let me do things. Please stop me. Government, please protect me from the vapor. Please protect me from the products. I don't want to have them. I don't want access to them. I don't want to smoke vapes. I don't want it. You need to stop. Please protect me. Their parents must be looking at each other going, what the hell did we do wrong? Kids are supposed to break rules. Kids are supposed to try and do things that they're not allowed to do. Not beg to be not allowed to do things. It's all ass backwards. Do you see what I'm saying? It would, it would be like the kids in a high school protesting against the principal to say, can you please ban running in the hallways? Can you please stop us from uh, kissing the pretty girls? We need to be banned from kissing the pretty girls and running in the hallways. Can you please do that? Can you please give me detention for showing up late to school today, sir? I deserve it. I need to be protected from my tardiness. Unbelievable. How embarrassing. If you, if you have a child, ladies and gentlemen, on a scale of 1 to 10, please put in the chat how embarrassed you are by your own kid and how uncool they are and how nerdy they are. How nerdy they are. It gets even better. Because when something like this happens, the stories just start pumping out. It's like they have all of these stories in the top, top drawer of the desk ready to go. Uh, this was on Inside Edition, ladies and gentlemen. I was a teen jewel addict, and here's what you should know. I, I was a teen addicted to vape pens. I, again, once upon a time when I was a teenager, uh, we used to talk about the teenagers who were addicted to heroin. <laughs> now it's the kids who are addicted to jungle juice vape pen flavors. You know, uh, I'm a recovering, um, I'm a recovering addict, and you know, it's 
hard, man. It's hard. And I remember, like, growing up, you know, I, I came from a broken home. Um, you know, there was a lot of pressure in my life. And there was some abuses and stuff. And uh, I turned to the pen, bro. I turned to the pen. And, you know, you know, my parents even encouraged it. They said, hey, at least it's not heroin, right? You know, that's how these things start. It's a gateway drug, really. And, you know, I started I started off on uh, Captain Crunch flavor, like like a lot of young people do. And it just snowballed from there. Next thing you know, I was smoking like a menthol e-cig every day. And, you know, I lost my job. <laughs> my, my family wouldn't talk to me anymore. I started stealing things to feed my addiction to uh, flavored e-juice. And I'm really just, I'm just here. I'm just trying to raise awareness because I think the government should be banning it. I think every, I think nobody should be allowed to do it because of this, right? I dropped to the floor and started having a six-minute grand mal seizure. I went to rehab two months later. You know, teenagers were very vulnerable. My name is Luca Kynard. I had known a little bit about vaping. The FDA says teen vaping is an epidemic. I um, popped a pot in it and took a couple of puffs. A friend of mine said, why wouldn't you just try the jewel? And so I went out. It's, it's, I can't get over it. They are treating it like a narcotic. They are treating it like fucking crystal meth. You know what I mean? The music and, oh, we're vulnerable. We're vulnerable, kids. It's a drug epidemic, ladies and gentlemen. It's a vape pen. Hello? <laughs> America, have you lost your fucking mind here? It's a vape pen. It's not cocaine. It's not crystal meth. It's not heroin. Relax. <laughs> it's a watermelon flavored vape. I bought one. But it wasn't until I was 14 that I really was introduced to it. Yeah. When I went to my I first remember my first vape. game as a freshman in high school, Listen to I just it. saw it as a way to fit in. Uh, you know, I wanted to get to the front row seats with the seniors uh, for the football game. There's a big difference between the taste of tobacco and a vape. Vapes and jewels have so many different flavors yeah. that are available. If I walked into a classroom, yep. I walked into my own house, I wasn't smelling like a combustible cigarette, which was really noticeable. So it was easier for me to get get away with that. So is that what the cool kids are calling cigarettes now? Combustibles? <laughs> like I said, the kids the kids are getting the kids are regressing. They're becoming it's like we're giving birth to our grandparents. Like imagine if you had a 15 or 16 year old kid walking around a house and you had a vape pen and it was like, "Um, don't you think don't you think that uh, you know, you should be a little more responsible?" I don't know how many times we've had to have this talk, mum. But the government is actually doing the right thing by stopping this because you know it's a gateway, right? Like what? Are you you realise by walking around vaping on the bubblegum flavour that you're literally encouraging children to take up nicotine addiction? Are, are you realising that, Mum? It's like, God, shut up. That's, that's when you have the kind of conversations where it's like, your son is really annoying me. No, he's not my son. He's your son. He's your son today. <laughs> I, I just don't get it. Everything about it was just more convenient for me. I think when electronic cigarettes first hit the market, uh, many of us were thinking about them as analogous to cigarettes, but without the smoke. 
it took us a while to realize that what we're looking at is really something a little bit different. In right. these new vaping products, what's happened is that the nicotine has become so concentrated ah. and um, a lot of the caustic or burning chemicals have been removed so that yeah. not only is the product concentrated, but um, kids can actually get it into their bodies pretty quickly. At first, it's... <laughs> I can't. I can't do this. I I can't. I can't watch the corporate media, ladies and gentlemen, for the next month. Try to make out that vape is worse than cigarettes. That's that's. This is what we're seeing now. The kids aren't marching to ban cigarettes. The corporate media isn't on a crusade to ban cigarettes. They're trying. They they're now trying to do the switcheroo, and say because it doesn't have the caustic carcinogens because it doesn't have the same tar because it doesn't have the same cancer causing ingredients that it's actually worse than cigarettes i can't believe it i i, I seriously i'm fucking dumbfounded man <laughs> i never thought that this i never thought that we would get here <laughs> great comment in the chat how old is this kid 40 it's benjamin button i'm telling you the kids are our, our grandparents now well, don't you think you should uh, take a little more care there? You know that, you know, back in my day, we used to smoke, <laughs> we used to smoke uh, combustibles, and I don't remember anybody complaining. But you see, the vape pens they the kids are having nowadays, they don't have all the tar, they don't have the tar and the carcinogens and the and the dangerous toxic chemicals that we used to ingest. And it's almost like they're skipping a step. You see, without the tar, without the cancer-causing ingredients. Uh, you're really looking at something that's far more dangerous. <laughs> Started out as a pot a day, but then progressively it got to more and more. Yep. At the height of my addiction, it was $150 a week. <laughs> <laughs> at the height of my addiction. The height of my addiction to vape pens. It was $150 a week. There's great comments in uh, the comment section of this video. It's like, please, nobody ever introduce this kid to real drugs. <laughs> He's not going to make it. <laughs> Anything and everything in my room that I thought I could sell, uh, I could get money for, I was selling it. So whether it be an action... He was, he was selling stuff for vapes, for vape pens. Selling stuff. This, this, I can't, I can't imagine that this is a common occurrence. Like, man, man, I just need a fix, man. Oh, I need a hit. I need something to bring me down, bro. Just got to take the edge off. You know what I'm saying, man? It's like, man, I haven't had a vape pen all day. <laughs> Your friends must look at you at that point and go, wait, what? <laughs> what? Do you want a cigarette? Fuck no, man. That's a combustible. I only like the hard stuff. I like the stuff that's hard, that tastes like watermelon, that delivers the nicotine into my system without any of the harmful shit. You know that real dangerous stuff? You know that real dangerous shit that the kids are getting hooked on, bro? I'm going to sell my stereo for this stuff. Figure, whether it be an old collectible card or whether it be clothes I just got for Christmas I was selling. Before I started vaping, I was really interested in the sports. <laughs> I loved the outdoors. I was in Boy Scouts. And I was a straight-A student. Very quickly in high school, that all stopped. He went from being a nice, kind, outgoing, oh fun-loving kid to serious <laughs> outbursts and explosions. I'm not just talking about... Oh. <laughs> uh, 
it's it's the classic it's the classic fucking drug addicted tale, isn't it? You know, before before I was hooked, man, I was like really into sports. I did Boy Scouts. He was such a nice young boy. <laughs> he was such a nice young boy before that bubblegum vape pen arrived. Then we just couldn't we couldn't even pry it out of his hands. He had so much potential, ladies and gentlemen. He had so much wasted potential. And imagine the heartbreak of the parents. One day he's he's the school captain, he's the captain of the football team. He's the boy scout. He loves he loves mountain, he loves hiking, he loves mountain climbing, he loves <laughs> canoeing and all of every every outdoor activity you can imagine. And then, and then one day he picked up the pen. <laughs> and then one thing led to another. Suddenly, our sweet, innocent, uh, bright-eyed boy who enjoyed outdoor sports started becoming angry. He became angry and lost motivation. He started turning on the people who loved him. We even tried to have an intervention. We even tried to stuff. We even tried to stuff Marlboro Lights down his throat. He wouldn't even have it. We tried to get him hooked on tobacco. He wasn't interested. His father brought home a bag of weed. He sold it for a vape pen. <laughs> I remember one night we tried to pin him down, put a belt around his arm, and stick a needle in his vein. He fought us all off because he was so full of rage because he was so addicted to the watermelon and Captain Crunch flavoured vape pens. We lost all hope. He was such a nice boy. Rage. I'm talking about kicking open doors and just Kicking open doors. And throwing dishes around the house. A lot of the kids we see are coming and complaining about problems with attention, focus, and having difficulty in school. And it's actually pretty common in my experience of the, with the kids that I'm taking care of for them to, to actually have pretty major life disruptions. Yes. I had a seizure in September of 2018. I remember waking up after the seizure thinking that I had just had a nap and I was very overwhelmed because the first thing I see is I have an EMS pricking my finger. We're seeing lots of kids complain about nicotine toxicity, things like headaches, stomach aches, vomiting. Um, we're seeing kids have seizures. Um, that's, you know, related to very high nicotine levels that we I have never in my career seen related to combustible cigarettes. I went to see all of you do all of you do gooders just wanted to ban cigarettes. All of you do gooders thought, hey, if we hide the cigarettes down here, we'll raise the taxes on the cigarettes. We'll make the cigarettes harder to buy. We'll we'll stop the children from purchasing cigarettes. We'll make it illegal for kids to have cigarettes. Well, little did you know, you do-gooders, if only you let the if only you let the children smoke cigarettes, then none of this would have happened. This epidemic, this crisis, would have never have happened, ladies and gentlemen. If only you let the the kids suck on a camel instead of a jewel then maybe the future of this poor young man would have been protected. Maybe he would still be mountain biking to this day, albeit wheezing just a little bit. <laughs> Think of the heartache that could have been avoided. Think of the torture that could have been avoided. If only we let the children smoke cigarettes. I say this that's the way around this. Let's get the cigarettes into the mouths of the children. Lickety split. Lickety split. Let's get them smoking so they never take up vaping. <laughs>
the rehab in October of 2018. There were kids in there for a multitude of things, but at the time I was the only one there for dueling. That yeah, I, I see uh, Word Smarter in the chat saying, I've seen ingested cigarette butts send infants to the ER. Of course. Of course, but this is this is a, this is your stereotypical classical hard sell. It's think of the children. That's what we're watching here, right? It's yet another victory for the think of the children brigade. And just because something is bad for children doesn't mean nobody should be allowed to do it, right? There are a whole bunch of things in society that children aren't, you know, allowed to do, quote unquote, that they still do anyway. Pretty much everything in society, children aren't allowed to do, but they still do anyway. But for some reason, we're going to zero in on this. We're going to zero in on the vapes and say, no, nah, because, because, ladies and gentlemen, children are doing it, that means nobody can do it. All of those fruity flavors you like, uh-uh, I don't think so. Won't somebody please think of the children? It's insane. And again, like, uh, we're happy, we're ha for some aspects of our lives, we turn around as people and say, well, that's, the, that's on the parents. That's the parents' responsibility. I don't want the schools teaching my kids this and that. I don't want the schools telling my children that. I don't want people trying to teach my kids what's right and wrong. That's my job. And other people say, well, why aren't the schools teaching my children this? And we say, because that's your responsibility as a parent. Don't like what your kids are looking at online? Be a better parent, right? But now, for some reason, the vape thing, it's got people on all sides of the spectrum. It's like, hey, we've, we've got to get rid of this for everybody. You, you as parents can't be expected to um, be aware of your children developing vape addictions to the point of they want to kick down doors in their own home. You can't deal with that. We need to ban it for the adults too. And the presentation, a pack a day keeps the doctor away from Pinochet. Lovely. <laughs> Beautiful sentiment. And the presentation of this, just it just gets my eye twitching. Because we are now in the space of, we're talking about three or four days here. In the space of three or four days, this has gone from a thing that nobody cared about to all of a sudden we are treating it like the children are addicted to crystal meth. We've got people coming out saying that it's more dangerous than cigarettes, which is, I don't care, I don't care about all of the auxiliary arguments there. It is completely and utterly insane to say that this is more dangerous than cigarettes. It's a temporary, no ban is temporary. Again, do, do you see my point though of how illogical it is to say, because we don't know enough about it, we need to ban it. So what if we ban it until we do discover, oh, okay, it gives everybody emphysema and cancer. Then we should make it legal again, right? Like the cigarettes, right? Because the cigarettes are legal. We know what damage cigarette smoking does to people, but it's legal. It's fine. But we're going to ban this other thing because we don't know what it does. Do you see how insane that is? And we're talking about six, six people. It's being called an epidemic, a crisis, a crisis of six. And we're talking about uh, like the homemade stuff, not the stuff that the professionals are selling. The, misinform the misinformation is overwhelming in this argument already. And it's three days old.
Imagine how bad it'll be in a week. Imagine how bad it'll be in a month. And now you've got opportunistic politicians just jumping on the banning bandwagon because they love a good photo op. They love a good opportunity to sit in front of the camera and say that they're protecting people. That's why you should keep voting for me because I really care about your kids. When they don't even know what they're banning. They have no idea. And if it puts hundreds of people out of work and it closes hundreds of businesses like overnight like that, they couldn't care less. Because that's not in their will. Hey, I'm protecting the kids. So what? It's not my problem. You should have thought about this. You should have thought about random arbitrary bans before you started your business. <laughs> right? So we know what tobacco does. We know what cigarette smoking does to people. That's fine. Keep selling it. We don't know what this does. What we do know is apparently six, less than 10 people in a country of 320 have ex have experienced a, a life-ending uh, condition as a result of smoking. We don't know where the product came from, who made the product, what flavor it was. No, just ban it all. Let's just ban all of it overnight. And then we have to watch the little specials on TV where kids say, oh, I was a, vic I was a victim. I was addicted to it. $150 a week. Man, it was just like heroin for me. Oh, well, this is much more dangerous. Right? It's insane. Sorry. I can't get jiggy with it. More on this to come. There will be more on this, I suspect. And I can't help but think that it is completely ass-backwards, redundant, asinine, shallow, cynical political moves rather than any kind of uh, guardianship over the young. And like I said, six people have died. They don't know where they got the, the vape stuff from. They don't know where the juice was made. They don't know who made it. They don't know what's in it. But we'll do, I tell you what, we'll do the safe thing. We'll just ban it all for everyone. That way we'll fix the problem. Right, right. That's going to make it better. It's, it's not like a black market will be created. It's not like it's going to be even harder to figure out what's in the stuff once you make it all illegal, right? This is just this has this has the 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 early springings to me. This has the early sproutings to me of the type of problem the government creates, right? This this looks like the early beginnings of the type of problem where, you know, a year from now, we'll have to introduce more laws and more regulations and ban more things and criminalise more people and send more people out of work and close more businesses to solve the problem that the government is now creating today by doing this. But maybe that's just me. We'll, we'll come back here in a year and we'll check. We'll see, we'll check on the status of this solution, right? Of this temporary ban. And apparently if we do find out that it causes cancer and emphysema and all the other horrible shit that goes along with uh, sending vapor into your lungs, then maybe we'll be allowed to vape again. <laughs> Who's to say? Near a busy CTA stop, Nick nicknamed the Pigeon Poop Stick. I'm going to end on a, on a happy note here. Uh, apparently this guy in Chicago, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a city official... A city official was railing, he was giving a press conference about the need to clean up a particular part of a park where pigeons poop. 
And while he was giving a press conference about needing to stop pigeons from pooping, he was pooped on by pigeons. <laughs> we first told you about this messy problem last month. Right, so shooting a follow-up to the story. State rep searches for funds to clean up Irving Park Pigeon Poop Station gets pooped on during interview. <laughs> the unthinkable happened. Morning Insider Lauren Victory introduces us to a lawmaker fighting to fix the problem who fell victim to it while cameras were rolling. Perfect timing. <laughs> now, this does look like a man who's recently been shit on. Hopefully, though. Glory Warrior asks, have cigarette sales dropped since vaping has become popular? Cigarette sales have just been dropping each year, since before vapes were even a thing. Cigarette sales are getting less and less popular. If I, if I was running a tobacco company, I would invest in vaping. Because it's cleaner... Uh, it's more, it's, you know, you can do more with it. Kids like the mods and, you know, they light up and you can do more with the flavors and stuff, right? It doesn't leave the same kind of smell and shit. So I think it's probably the way, uh, you know, if you want big tobacco is going to have to go at some point, whether they like it or not, as the future takes hold. So I suspect if I was running a big tobacco company, I would invest money in vapes. Absolutely. Yep. I did, didn't I? That was a pigeon relieving itself on state representative Jamie Andrade. <laughs> right on cue. He was just bad-mouthing them. I just have to go play that book. And that's what happens to my constituents. They get shit on all the time. Birds are a chronic <laughs> problem around the Irving Park Blue Line station. Their waste and feathers constantly oh, coat the path commuters take including suburbanites and tourists who use the nearby metro stop. Now, see, this is a, here's another thing, right? Here's another thing. We, we, we want six people. We're talking about vapes, like, for three days. How long do you think all of this pigeon shit has been collecting on the floor and covering people as they go to, like, where's the, what about the health aspects of this? Let's kill all the pigeons. Can't do that can't do that let's poison all the pigeons let's temporarily ban pigeons from the city using guns until we can figure this shit out right it's not funny at all when you got pets at home and you gotta keep your shoes away from them cta look at this look at this pile of shit here that is incredible <laughs> Holy crap. Literally. Derek Barthel complained to CBS2 about the filth six weeks ago. They washed it as a result of the first news story, uh, and then nothing at all happened. There was no washings in between then and a month later when I complained again on social media. You just feed the pigeons? Andrade says he's been trying to Please fix this problem. Do not feed the pigeons. Oh, now, see, now this is too far. I understand how shitty it is to walk around in bird shit when you're walking from point A to point B. That's fine. You uh, got the local news station to cover the pigeon shit story. Gotcha. Great move. You complained about it on social media. Not a problem. But then, see, I'm on your side up until this point. When you start going around in your car with a phone pointing it at people saying, do not feed the pigeons, okay? Okay? Uh, do you understand? Are you from around here, sir? Do you not do not feed the pigeons? You don't understand. They are shitting everywhere. Stop feeding the pigeons. Then I'm like, 
then I'm kind of like, well, fuck you. I'm just going to go down here with a whole loaf of bread just to spite this guy. Sticking his camera in my face. Who the fuck? Who the fuck are you, man? <laughs> then that's when you turn into an arsehole. That's when you turn into a jerk. Sure, write your letters, complain, get the TV cameras down there, even do a Twitter post. That's fine. But when you start harassing other people, sticking a camera in their face, going, tell them, trying to tell them what to do, then I lose all sympathy for you. Now I want you to get covered in pigeon shit when you walk around. Now I want you to be you know, harassed by pigeons. And I want people to go down there and feed them to increase the likelihood that you do get shit on. Because I'm a kind of, I'm a spiteful guy like that. For years, here he is on Facebook Live in 2018, questioning a woman feeding the pigeons at Irving Park. I am begging you. That same year, he fought for this line item in the state budget. But this is a mistake. When I said literally $6 million for Irving Park Blue Line, that is a blue line. This is not. The pigeon hangout is under the jurisdiction pigeon of the Illinois hangout. Department of Transportation. Their toilet the responsibility of the city of Chicago. So it turns out the funds are for the CTA blue line and so probably and but the funds that where it came from can only be used for construction. <laughs> Did you need <laughs> Sometimes sometimes ladies and gentlemen in my life throughout the course of my life people have said to me Boogie why are you so cynical when it comes to government? Why don't you trust the government more? <laughs> Like, hand on heart, if you, if you uh, in any way um, see, if you see any validity in my cynicism when it comes to the government's going to solve the vaping crisis, when I say, no, they're not, they're just going to make it fucking worse, I give you exhibit A. Here you have, here you have two jurisdictions with one common problem. One jurisdiction is responsible for the ledge that the pigeons sit on. The other jurisdiction is responsible for the ground the pigeons shit on. <laughs> so these jurisdictions are now arguing with each other as to who is actually responsible for the pigeons sitting there and shitting on the ground. <laughs> so nothing gets done. Nobody does anything. No, you see, I was asking for I was asking for money to get the like the pigeon shit cleaned up. But you know the city isn't the city ain't responsible for the ledge that the pigeons are sitting on, right? So the city ain't gonna do nothing about the pigeons sitting up there. But the people who are responsible for the ground, once the shit hits the ground, then it becomes somebody else's problem. <laughs> like, can you understand why when governments are like, you know, we're gonna ban things to protect children? I'm like, please don't, please don't. The children have got a better chance if you just stay completely out of their lives. You could put all the children on a deserted island, give them a Bowie knife and a vape, and say, you know, they would have a better chance of survival than if the government's actively trying to look out for their best interests, I think, in my humble opinion. The government can't even stop the problem of pigeons shitting at, a, at an underpass, Right. They have to argue about it for years. Remember, she said this has been going for years. One government, one government jurisdiction says to the other, "Hey, the pigeons are sitting up on their on that ledge. It's your problem." It's like, uh, uh it, it once the shit hits the ground, it becomes your problem. <laughs> That's your jurisdiction. The ground under the pigeon ass. That's your place of business. They're not shitting up on the ledge. 
if if there is uh, the occasional stray shit on the ledge, we will take care of it. But once that shit goes, hits the ground, that's on your dime, man. You're, you're the guy taking care of that mess, not us. That is not my jurisdiction. To be more specific? Well, not just more specific, the bonds for that project cannot be used for pigeon abandonment. CTA has requested to add $6 million. Instead, that money Andrade fought for was voted on at a Regional Transportation Authority Finance Committee meeting three weeks ago. Members approved its use on new escalators at the Irving Park stop. Who knows when they would have got that money, so I'm hoping that they see the that it's a benefit for them and for the, the community that they should also help me out with this with this situation. A little tit for tat. So will CTA cough up any cash for pigeon problems here? Media reps didn't directly answer that question, but pointed to netting and spikes in front of CTA entrances. Some looked a little rickety, if you ask us. Now I have to come up with new money. Andrade says he's going back to the drawing board, but first... A little bit? Unbelievable. Uh, there's something in there. He yeah. needs to hit the shower. Lauren Victory, CBS 2. There you go. Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. Think of the children. Think of the children. We can't be we can't be trusted to protect ourselves. We can't be trusted to look after ourselves and protect ourselves from things like water watermelon flavored vapor. Don't worry. The government's here to step in. The government's here to save you from yourself. Just as soon as we figure out who the hell is cleaning this shit up. <laughs> because right now We've been tossing it back and forward for the last three or four years, and we can't decide who is actually responsible for the pigeon shit. So once we solve the pigeon shit problem, then we'll get right on the case of saving your children because you obviously can't do it. We obviously know better than you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. You have been listening to The Daily Boogie. I'll be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. once again. Sorry for the earlier ones for those who prefer the late show, but it's just the schedule for at least the time being due to my day job. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to watch a pigeon take a big dump all over my vape pen, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogie bumper. Until next time, guys, stay calm, stay rational. Thanks for the debate. God bless. And we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Abortions are just like so whack and I really love my guns. It's like I don't even fuck with the guns, you know? Oh, I'm shit. I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. Like abortions are whack, you dig? Just like a big Donald Trump guy. You, you, you feeling me, bro? You dig? See you tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Thank you for joining us. So long, guys. Bye-bye.